welcome to another episode of Broken to Boss. As you see, I'm wearing the same clothes because I'm doing a double special episode today. Today I have a special surprise. It's a surprise to me too. We're going to switch it up. I am not the host today yeah, of this episode. Yeah, I, I have my longtime friend Joe interviewing me. He thought it would be a great idea, so I agreed to it. So he's going to ask me a few questions. I'm going to be real and authentic. And whenever you're ready, Joe. You can introduce into yourself. Hey, I'm Joe, yourself. everybody. Uh, I knew this young lady here, this beautiful young lady here for quite some time, but I felt like you guys need to know more about her instead of everybody. She's introducing y'all to everybody else. So I want to cover a lot of aspects and get down to basically, get down to basically business and see how it goes. Okay. So who are you? <laughs> You know what's crazy? That's a good question because I just realized who I was probably like <laughs> two years ago. Hey. So are we talking the aspect of who am, who am We're I? covering every aspect as in, you know how you could ask a female, hey, who are you? I'm a mother. Okay. I'm a sister. I'm a businesswoman. All right, all right. You know I got it. So I just wanted to clarify so I'm answering the question correctly. I'm an entrepreneur. Okay, I'm the founder of Sisterhood, a nonprofit organization which mentors teenage girls from disadvantaged communities. I run a boot, an online boutique. I started Broken to Boss just earlier this year, which is a podcast to help motivate and mold people into a boss mindset so they can get focused on establishing themselves and, you know, taking charge and taking in control of their life. Um... I'm a YouTuber too, I guess, because I record my videos for YouTube. I'm a recovering, and this is what I would say. Listen, I'm a recovering damaged black woman. Okay. We're going to get into that. Okay. I feel like you left some things out. And what did I leave out? Help You're me. a chef. Oh, yeah. You're a bartender. <laughs> I'm a bartender. Don't leave it out. Let the people know everything. I'm a hustler, okay? Exactly. I'm a hustler. By any means necessary, things have to get done. I'm going to get it done, okay? That's all I know. I was raised by a single black woman who always got it done, so that's my blueprint right there. That's what I know. I know how to get things done. I don't make excuses. I don't complain. I just get it done. That's it. That's just who I am, and that's all I know. Some people be amazed by um, how many things I take on my plate, but this is normal to me because... This is what I have to sacrifice, which is my time, to make sure that I am the first person to build the correct way, gener generational wealth for my family. I have to become the breakthrough of the barrier. Okay, so can we get some names? Because all you said was my online boutique. What is the name of it? Let everybody my, know. All right. My, okay, excuse me. Sorry, I'm you. used to interviewing. I, I, okay, my online boutique is called Pure Luxury Boutique. This sweater is actually from Pure Luxury Boutique. You can grab your day stay tuned for the black friday sale that will be coming for in november um i basically started the online boutique because it was hard for me to find nice good clothes on a budget it's just like that. when you hustling mm -hmm. you're trying to look cute you're trying to present a certain image you want to be able to look good cute and feel comfortable and i'm very small and petite so i like to find clothes that fit my body really good like and still have a bank account while and doing still it. have a bank account while doing mm -hmm. it so if i want I'm always big on passing on knowledge. So if I'm the plug, I'm the plug for everybody. I don't like to withhold information. So if I found out how to get nice, good clothes, I'm going to figure out how to get them good clothes to you for affordable price. So that's the whole reason behind Pure Luxury. Because luxury, the whole thing behind luxury is it's not the clothes that's luxurious. It's you. Once you feel luxurious, you can literally put on an outfit from Conway. I'm dragging it, but you understand what I'm saying. And you may... <laughs> 
But you make the clothes. There's nothing wrong with Conway. I'm not even going to sit here and lie. We should be over that time. But okay. <laughs> to each his own. Anyway, going <laughs> forward. Like you say, you say you're a chef. And I do know. I have not. I have not tasted the food yet. <laughs> I tried to give me a plate. But hey, it didn't work out that way. But let the people know also about your food endeavor. It's so crazy because I love to cook. I always cook for all the functions at my house and things like that. I never decided to take on this opportunity to actually cater food and cook. My coworker actually gave me the idea because he ordered a big pan and he will continuously order big pans for me. And I'm just like, listen, it's something I got to give. You love my right, food so much. Right, let me right. let me just try it. So I tried it one week, and then another week, and another week, and all of a sudden. I got a de- delicious kitchen. That's what I decided to call it. Right. I got a delicious kitchen going on where I make my homemade jerk sauce, which is very famous. People love, love it. From they, scratch? From scratch. And mm-hmm. they're buying it out. I'm actually sold out this week. But I usually make a menu every week. And I, I live in Long Island, so I usually cater to Long Island. But I do do pop-ups in different, you know, states and cities and things like that. So I am going to be coming to Brooklyn very soon in different areas right. of things like that. Because I think that... The five boroughs needed. The not five just, boroughs, not the just five, Long Island. No, definitely you the can't five boroughs. can't be selfish. Probably. I'm not going to be selfish because people have been in my DMs writing me hard about when am I coming, placing their orders. for, And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to come soon. I'm, I'm going to do it. And I'm a bartender. Like you said, yep. I, I am the owner and founder of Simply Spike Drinks. You can go ahead and follow that on Instagram as well. I'm a certified bartender. I got my certification back in like 2014. And, you know, off and on, I would bartend at events. At one point, I had a bartending company with my old business partner. That didn't work out. So I said, you know, when I came to Long Island, I had to hustle. So I'm like, how can I get my money up? They like to drink out here. Listen, I'm the supplier. So I go ahead and, you know, I like to make special drinks, something that's different. I like to be creative, top of the head. So that's just my thing. And I'm all about customer satisfaction. I live for people saying, oh, my God, I have to have more. What you did for me is so good. Like, I love it. It had me doing this, that, that. So when I get the customer satisfaction, I feel like I've done my job. Like, I don't just sell anything. When I cook food, I actually cook with love because I actually love to do it. I don't just cook it because I'm like, oh, I need I need this money, like, whatever. I do it because right. I do love to do it, and it just happens to get me a profit. So you would say that the customers would drive you? Yeah. Okay, I'm just, hey, I'm just asking, I'm just asking. <laughs> the customer satisfaction drives me, and that's why I live for it. I live for the, the comments like, oh, my God, this jerk sauce is fire. I need more. Oh, my God, where have you been? You need to open a restaurant. Those type of things, it motivates me. It pushed me. It's like, damn, I got to, and even if I get somebody who say, oh, well, I'm not going to hold you. Nobody ain't never say that, but I'm just saying, if somebody's like, oh, <laughs> no, shit, nobody never said anything but great reviews, which is, you know, and not, I'm not cocky or nothing, but I'm just saying, like, if somebody was to ever you know critique me, it will only make me go harder. It right. wouldn't even let me fall down. Like, I will, I'll be driven to be like, I'm going to make it so they love it. So, with that being said, I actually do have, that falls right into my next question. Mm-hmm. What type of uh, advice or criticism do you feel like somebody gave you, constructive criticism-wise, somebody gave you that stuck with you and it, and it drives you every time you make something? Like, is there any one thing that, say, even even your, your mom, uh, a friend, or a client, somebody that bought you, that said something to you, that stuck with you, that's gonna say, that made you be like, yo, you know what? I'm going to do this. I'm going to keep doing it. I remember vividly 
my grandmother, and it's not a positive thing. It's 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 my mother's mother. She basically low key didn't really expect anything from me. Like she thought I was gonna be the typical Brenda had a baby type of situation, like pregnant teenager things like that. And that whole energy that she gave me, I wouldn't even say this particular saying because it was multiple sayings, but that particular energy is what fueled me, was to prove them wrong. And that was the same concept that my, that fueled my mother. The negative backlash and energy that she received from her mother, which trickled down to what I ended up receiving from her mother, is what fueled the both of us. You know, when people have it in their idea that you're not going to make it, when people have an idea that you're going to be regular, I always felt like I was not meant to be regular. I've always had a wish. So when I when I try to place myself in a box to be like everybody else, I always felt extremely uncomfortable. I always felt like I don't belong here. I don't belong doing this. I can't be who society wants me to be. I need to be free. I need to be able to be creative. I need to be able to do the work of... I would say God because I feel like right. He motivates and pushes me in the direction that needs needs. So you basically turn negatives into, into positives. positives. I ain't mad at that. Put right. it there. Put it there. Now let's get into sisterhood, man. Oh sisterhood my Sisterhood is big. Sisterhood is big. That's that's why I really wanted to save it for last, and then we'll get into. I'm a damaged black woman, but I don't feel like you're damaged. I said I'm a recovering. 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 This is true. This is true. This recovering. is true. So now, into sisterhood. Sisterhood, my baby. That's actually my first business venture ever, mm-hmm. which I started. It's so crazy. It starts back as far as junior high school. So junior high school, we had an opportunity to do a program to help us start a business. So it was actually me and this girl named Anastasia. We actually came up with a program, an eighth period free class, and we ran the class, and we basically was mentoring the grades younger than us. But we was we had no clue what we was doing. Right. We didn't even know. We was only in eighth grade. But the concept was always there. My thing was always helping people. So to be honest, what we did do, we did provide a support system, like a big sister kind of thing. So when I think about sisterhood, I think about big big brother, big sister mentorship. Right, 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 and what? Right. And in that same year, I also joined big brother, big sister. I don't have a real big sister, like a blood big sister. But I had this sister named Kelly. What I'm saying is, she got an opportunity, and she neglected me. So I felt abandoned. I got you. You understand? So when I say sisterhood, it's death do us part. Mm-hmm. It's these girls, I will. I promise, I pledge to never abandon them. You know what I'm saying? Because as a kid, you think that those things don't bother you or hurt you, but they do. What? And when you allow a stranger to come into your life, and you open them in with welcome arms, and you become vulnerable to them, it hurts, and it it, beca- it made me very closed off. So that's why I'm I vow to the young girls of sisterhood that I'm here and I'm here for a lifetime. You know, I'm here to never let you go, and it's it's nothing against Kelly, and I will never speak ill of her. Right. I'm just saying of something that what made me feel uncomfortable because I don't know where she was in her life. I, if she was the adult, I was the child, so you don't know what she was going through. I'm not saying that she did anything wrong or or any. She didn't know how she made me feel. I'm sure. But that is what drove me to say, listen, I'm going to build my own sister, big sister program. Right, right, and right. I'm going to run sense. things the way that I wanted. I'm going to treat them the way I wanted to be treated. Because the moment me and her kind of fell out, that's kind of when I low-key kind of became closed off and very sheltered. Right, and you just went left. And I did. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm saying, no, no, I'm saying you went left with, with her in that situation. Right, that situation went left. And... It kind of caused me to become, I wasn't open 
got you. To building, you know, relationships or mentoring and things like that. Because somebody already tainted that. Because somebody already tainted that. So regardless of if these girls are walking into my program already tainted, I'm I'm willing to be patient enough to let them know that I am genuine and what I'm offering here is to build a bond for a lifetime. You know what I'm saying? So that's what it whole comes from sisterhood. That's because, real positive. Right. So it's like back to turning negatives into positives. Mm-hmm. Just because you've been through a negative experience or a negative situation doesn't mean you have to let that chip be on your shoulder. You could turn that chip into cookies. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see a chip be turned into a cookie. I might I might try it. <laughs> but what are some of the great things that you would say you accomplished so far with sisterhood? Oh, my God. So many that I didn't even think that I would have accomplished. I have so many different awards. I'm talking about awards from different nonprofit organizations. Mm-hmm. Just seeing our, you know, our vision, seeing our mission to help the girls in the community. I'm talking about I have, you know, gotten an award for new beginning for um, upcoming nonprofit organization from Brookdale Hospital, mm-hmm. from you know different organization. Ladies of Third Thursday. Shout out to my mentor Sharon. I had a lot of great, strong black women in my corner who ran to assist me and right, when they didn't the have other to. ladies. When they didn't have right. to. So that's what I'm saying. And that's where the sisterhood comes in. It doesn't matter if you guys are not in the same field. If you could help somebody, help them. That's why I'm a very advocate. You know, I'm very big on helping others any way that I can. Even if I can't help you personally, I, I got somebody who can help you. I'm going to call them up. I'm going to refer you. You know, because there's so many people who helped me who didn't have to. That is true. That you know what true. I'm saying? I'm talking about I've been able to raise money because of this, mm-hmm. get funding mm-hmm. and things like that to be able to actually have my sisterhood program and things like that. Do you so, guys have any uh, toy drives? or? Oh, like... my God, yes. We have an annual toy drive every December. Due to COVID-19, things may be a little bit different right, right, right. this COVID year. COVID everything. COVID has you know, made minor setbacks and changes right. and things like that. But I don't want to ruin the holidays for the kids. So I will be contacting the directors of the shelters because I usually donate the toys to Kings County Hospital, Brookdale's Hospital every year, and also different shelters every year. Okay, And it's a big reason why I donate to shelters because at one point when I was growing up, for a small period of time, me and my mother and my brother was in the shelter for a small period of time. And I remember one Christmas, they made us write a wish list, and I wrote what I wanted, and I got it. And I felt so good. So that right. feeling is something I want to make every child feel. You want to return it to somebody right. else, just so like we're I just was like, to you. You never forget those memories as right. a kid. They don't leave you. The good, the bad, and the ugly, they stick with you. But it's like, what are you going to choose to do with it? You know? That's true. What about uh, for Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving, I usually team up with my church, His Majesty International Fellowship on 399 Rockaway Avenue, okay? Sorry, guys. So, yeah, so I usually team up with my ministry and we feed the homeless. But once again, through the COVID-19, I am looking to work around that. Maybe I will be, I think I'm going to pack baskets. I get what you're saying. And do something alternative, but I will be letting... That my Instagram and my followers know what I'll be doing if they'd like to support or donate in any way. Definitely, you could join in and give hey, back. Just let me know. I'm I'm always with giving back because, hey, I didn't always have it. Just like you just said, you didn't always have it. So exactly. It helps out. So now let's get into this. Uh, recovered damaged black woman. Right. I don't mean to go like this, but <laughs> I'm listening. Why 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 would you choose to 
title yourself as that. Of recovering because the right. reason I say I overcome because I've overcome the curse. And the reason I say the curse, growing up in the minority community, especially we are designed to either be raised in a single parent house. True. That's you know, true. either or a broken home if there is a two parent house where there's no structure, there's no communication and things like that. We are definitely cursed from the womb. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of times people continue to pass on that behavior and that stigma that, you know, comes along with that those bad things. So I say I'm a recovering because I have been traumatized by certain things. But I also took the time to realize what was my problem, what was the issues, what was affecting me, what was bothering me, and how am I going to do different. It's about taking accountability. A lot of things that a lot of women suffer with. And it's not your fault. But at some point, you have to take responsibility and figure out what decisions you're going to make. You can't keep blaming other people. And at one point, I caught myself blaming everybody for my problems. Ownership. Ownership. Accountability. Accountability. Ownership. Right. So, I would say recovering damaged black women because I've been damaged. and And I've also done damage to other people. Right. Right, right, right. So it's a two-way door. It's a two-way door because hurt people hurt people. If I'm messed up and I'm damaged, all I can do, I can't do nothing for you, sweetheart, but hurt you too. I want to love you. You know what I'm saying? But you can't. I want to so much, but I'm only acting out what I know. Right, you carrying over. I'm carrying over to some somebody else's spirit. Exactly, and how and that's how the cycle continues. Cycles continue, but I told myself I'm not continuing that cycle. We all been in some type of toxic situation. We all been in some type of toxic household at some point mm-hmm. where we have we may not be seeing out of our parent. We may not have the best living conditions. We may not have anybody we could talk to or voice to and all that bottled up emotion turns into anger turns into you know you you feel defeated you feel discouraged and i refuse to let those things hold me down so i i decided one day that i'm gonna break through about approximately two years ago i got baptized and at that moment i said i'm not letting the devil hold me down because these curses are designed by evil that's evil you know, it's energies. It's evil energy, low vibration. I'm not letting low vibration hold me down. I re- I'm going to be high. There's going to be days you're going to revert back to some, you know, bad habits. Because if you've been doing so- if I've been smoking cigarettes for 25 years and I'm quitting and I'm two years clean now, you're going to think about smoking a cigarette again. You may even mess up, but that's okay. It's okay to mess up. It's okay to, you know, behave out of character, but you got to get back. Right. Right, you right, got to right. get back. You can't you beat can't yourself. You can't beat yourself over something that you did yesterday. You fucked up. It is what it is. But what are you going to do now? You know what I'm saying? It's like, what am I going to do now? So I say I'm a recovering b- broken black woman because we built this country on our back as black women. You understand? We didn't do it alone, but they built America on the, the flesh and the back of a black woman. And it's hard not to be angry. When you kill our, our husbands, you kill our sons, You the justice system don't fight for our children, and, and then you have men who were raised and they're damaged, but now they also are hurting the black women and too. And all they're doing is just passing it down. And they're just passing it down. Mm-hmm. So now we're angry. And then we get this stigma, why you got to add to Why you so aggressive? Because we have to be. Who's protecting us? You know? But then I had to come to my senses and say, you know, all men are not the same, first of all. 
all situations are not the same. So you have to get that kind of stigma out your head because to black, sometimes they tell black women, oh, he's not, they, they like to tell people in the community, oh, he not shit. Or he's not that they they allow you to bring down your own people. They allow women to talk down on their own men. They allow men to talk down on their own, own women. women. Yep. They allow them to talk down on your own children and your community. Because when I say your own children, these kids in the community, they belong to us. This is our village. Right. When you see kids that look like you, they look like me, that belong to us. But they have us so mentally screwed in the head that and they have it every man for themselves kind of mentality. That is always a dog-eat-dog world, and that's why we never could get it together. You know what I'm saying? So once you fix yourself, and I, I hope I didn't go all over the place, but I'm saying this. I say I'm recovering black women because I took the time to fix myself. But right. once I can heal myself, I can now help heal others. You can pass it on. Cause exactly. Now, it's like the saying goes, protect your energy. Exactly. And you always want to protect your own energy. Don't let negative energies in, and you want to pass on great energy. Exactly. So with that all being said, and all of your business endeavors that you have going mm -hmm. on, what do you feel like your purpose is? Healing. healing? I feel like why, I'm a healer. Why healing? Because I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm, how, how can I put this? I say healing because I feel like I have the gift to help empower. Because usually the power of life and death is in our tongue, right? I speak so powerful as much as I, as, you know, as positive as possible. I'm not perfect. Sometimes I do say things that I'm not proud of, but I'm working. But I feel like the way when I speak to certain people, it touched them and motivate them. And I could see the change and the, the vibration it sets off. That's my gift. You know what I'm saying? So when I say healing, I mean healing my community. That's why sisterhood is a part of my journey, part of my purpose. Because when I take on you know, the responsibility to be a community leader, to help these girls, to help mold them, to help be a positive example for them. I'm healing in the process. You know what I'm saying? When I take on the role of taking on this podcast to motivate, that's healing. Words can heal, you know? Manifestation <clears throat> is important. That's big. Manifestation is very big. Manifestation is very you big. You own it. You don't already say that you have it. Even if you don't have it right now physically, but once exactly. you say I have it, I am it's gonna it. come. You know I what I'm it. saying? Exactly. Who are you? You are who you want to be already. You just have to believe it in your mind. You have to understand it. So with that being said, healing is a big gift that a lot of us hold. But God is just waiting for you to unlock, you know, that path. You gotta kinda meditate. You gotta get one with yourself. You gotta understand that this life is truly not about you. Right. You gotta be a little bit more selfless. You got to realize that, you know what, what can I bring to the world? What can I bring to the kingdom? What could I, what could I do? Because God gave me a gift. This is true. I have a, a outspoken voice for a reason. Use it. You know what I'm saying? I have these, these feelings and these thoughts in my head. Why not accomplish it? And when she says outspoken, she don't mean loud. Exactly. Outspoken is loud is two different things. Please, ladies, don't. <laughs> you don't. So, let me ask you this. Mm -hmm. With... Everything that we just talked about, we know you're a healer. We know uh, what you have going on. Who are some people that really influence you to start a lot of these things? Think about your biggest influences. My mom and my aunt okay. are my two biggest influences, and my grandmother. Shout out to mom, aunt, and granny. Yes, my grandmother, my father's mother. Oh my God, I love her so much. I do. I've, I'm gonna start backwards. I'm gonna start with the OG grandma. Let's go to the OG. I made a promise to myself that I'm gonna show her. I'm going to give her the world. 
And it doesn't take much to give this lady the world. Because she values... Her definition of luxury has nothing to do with material things. It's all about energy. It's all about peace. It's all about growth. And they, and showing her that I'm growing to be the woman that she could be proud of. And continuously being able to bless her. And, and you know, even small little ways. That, help, that pushes me. That motivates me. Because I'm like, I have to be able to grind so hard that I'm able to show her the world she doesn't have of course she has a little bit less more time than me because she's been here on this earth longer than me so i gotta work overtime to make sure i'm able to show her more before you know i'm not able to do that anymore and my mother she is a hustler okay it's been times my mother didn't have it growing up and i never even felt it you know what i'm saying she was a black sheep in her family Meaning, like, and what I mean by black sheep, I mean, like, she was mistreated. She was always, you know, always expected to fail. And she succeeded. And she showed me that turning negatives into a positive is extremely possible. She beat the odds. She beat the odds. And she did everything that they said that she wouldn't do. You know what I'm saying? And she did it with purpose. And her purpose was for her kids. And these days, a lot of people, they don't do it for their kids anymore. And this is not to come at anybody, but sometimes you don't see the same type of passion that you used to see. Like, I do it for and my aunt. My my aunt, Shelly, that's my best friend. That is my father's sister, and she is my biggest fan. She's supporting everything. Okay, if I say that I want to make ketchup from scratch, she's supporting it. If I say I want to make ring pops, she's supporting it. <laughs> she, is, she is riding with me, but she also tells me the truth. If she's saying that's the only thing that's gonna work, that's not it. That's not for you. She's gonna keep it a hundred percent real with me. Right, no like, sugar coating. No sugar coating, straight raw. I may not even like it. it. May even hurt my feelings a little bit because I'm a, I'm a Virgo, but I'm a little sensitive sometimes. So I'm like, damn, like. But it's for my better good. It is hard to have people who truly have your genuine interests at heart. So those three women, those are my leading ladies. You know what I'm saying? They, I do it for them, and most of all, I do it for the kids in my family too, to show them that there's a better way. And we live in a time where times is very different right now, and it's very confusing right now, and a lot is going on right now. But I want them to stay focused, you know. So I have to lead. It's kind of like paving the way for them, being the one to be able to pave the way to show them like this is how we could do it. This is how our family is gonna do it. This is how we're gonna make it. You know, I want to be able to pass the baton. So everything that I learned, I'm teaching my cousins, my younger cousins. Right, I'm teaching right. the kids around me you and things to. like that. Because I wanted somebody to put me onto game. But all my family could put me onto was what they know. Right. And because they only knew a particular, a certain different way, I'm trying to learn several ways so I could teach these kids hundred ways so they can figure out which way worked best for them so they can continue building this generational wealth. I named it to ring bells. Six and eighteen generations from now, you know what I'm saying? That it matters. You think what you don't do every day matters, but it matters. You know what I'm saying? So all these, my my, just to sum it up. My family inspires me. That makes it ten times easier. Yes, my but, family inspires me. Hey, everybody out there, I hope you really listening to what she's saying because I feel like she just you just dropped some gems. You dropped gems that people needed to hear. Like you just said, positivity, you passing it down to everybody out there. And I needed to hear a lot of what you said also. Thank you. Even though we have our own talks and we get into mm-hmm. our own talks by, well, by ourselves. Yeah. But it's good that you can share this with everybody. Absolutely. So I'm not going to put a number on it. But with everything you do have going on, where do you want to see it in the next couple of years? The next couple of years? Bigger and better. 
Okay. Everything expand, but not on my time, on God's time. So, what I would say is, I want what God wants for me. Makes sense. You know what I'm saying? I'm Makes not going to particularly put a time frame on things because he may want something for me a year from now. He may want something for me 10 years from now. Sometimes you got to be a little bit patient, but that doesn't mean give up. You know what right. I'm saying? So, you and have it, to still keep going. But still because keep working, I'm being consistent. consistent with mm-hmm. it, I expect. I would say, I want what God wants for me, but what I expect in a couple years from now is... For sisterhood to have its own location, for and to be able to be catering to girls worldwide, you know, different cities, different states. You know what I'm saying? To be able to be able to reach multiple girls and heal multiple girls. To be able to give scholarships to send kids to school and things of that sort. Everything I do is to be able to expand to help as many people as possible. You know, my boutique. I plan for it to. Have a storefront, you know what I'm saying? Right, right, everything right. I I expect everything to be bigger and better with the consistency. I don't know, maybe even the food from now, because you never know. I didn't even expect to be cooking, but now that I'm cooking, let's see where it takes me. I everything, all I know is that what I'm doing now in a few years, I'm gonna be do, still doing it ten times harder, and the result is gonna show. My result is gonna show in my consistency, and on God timing, the blessings will pour out. Well, I'm gonna say this. To you and everybody else. What's in God's plan, you may never know. Right now, you might be 10 feet deep in a hole struggling. Mm-hmm. But that's part of God's plan. Yes, it is. He, whatever's in his plan or whoever you believe in, whatever high power, whatever you want to call him by, whatever name. Yep. Like you said before, it's just all about just stick to it. Consistency. Stick to that path. Stick to yourself. Know who you are. And everything will fall in place within due time. Yes, it Don't is. try to rush the situation because... When you rush, excuse me. When you rush a situation, mm-hmm. what ends up happening is you took that shortcut, and it wasn't really a shortcut. Mm-hmm. It was just a longer way to get back to start. Yeah. Oh, I like so that. So sometimes just stay on the course, and you'll end up getting it eventually. It's just mm-hmm. everything has its time, and nobody's you gotta be perfect. Patient. That's it. So, what else would you like for the people to know about yourself? About myself. That they don't know. Not like a deep secret, nothing crazy, just something you already elaborated on so much. It's crazy, but there's got to be something that the people don't know that you did not reveal. Something okay. you might do, something you might be working on, a sneak peek, something, anything. So I would say two things. One thing is the moment that I got the courage to do all of these things is when I dropped fear and had faith. You know what I'm saying? So with that being said, is I used to be afraid to do a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And that's when I was at my most stagnant place in my life. When I was afraid, like, oh, I don't know. I'm worried about what people are going to think. I'm, I don't know. Like, I don't think I could do that. Like, what about if people say that I, I, I got it from them? Well, right, I, you know, right, right, worrying right, too right. much about what people think and being afraid. So drop the fear, get the faith. That's what helped me. That's one of my biggest secrets, okay? That's the source. Get your faith on. Okay, and I'm also I'm working on a documentary. A sneak peek. I didn't even know this. I'm working on a documentary. I've been wanting to do this documentary for over five years. It's been in my head, but God, he's great. So if you know any good videographers, guys. What about actors? Not actors. Oh. But I do need I people but there. I do need people to interview. So I will be doing, you know, I'll be looking for the people to interview. And I will tell you in due time what the documentary is about. But I won't spill all the beans right now. But 
God willing, 2021, by the end of next year, I'll be dropping my first documentary. On, on my end, you're amazing. You're amazing. And I feel like you let the people into a lot that they didn't know, which is, for me, that's what I wanted. That's what I believe they would have wanted also because mm-hmm. we always know about everybody else. True. Let's see who's on the other side of the couch. Let's Aww. get to know her. Now we kind of know her. We get a gist of her. And this is dope. Thank you so much, Joe. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you. Thank you guys for tuning in to this episode of Broken to Boys. I will see you next week.